0: Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here. We're coming off the heels of the two previous podcasts and just rolling right into a series that we're going to be doing on intuition. This is something that I'm realizing we need more and more now than ever because it is our eternal guide that we need to tap into. And I also realize how many people don't Yeah, I would think that probably you know one way or the other what that gut instinct is. But intuition can be incredibly powerful, and there are a number of ways to tap it. So as I was thinking about how to introduce this, the very first thing that we have to establish is that there is an internal voice within all of us. Or maybe voice, I don't know if voice is the best word, but there's this intuitive conversation going on, even if it's a feeling that you just don't feel right about a person or a place or a thing. Or maybe conversely, you feel positive about something, but there's that fear barrier that holds you back. So you don't want to move forward and you might miss a wonderful opportunity simply because intuition was trying to push you in there and yet you're blocking it. So one of the big questions comes from, how do I tell if it's my chatterbox monkey mind or if it's truly my higher source, if it truly is God, if it truly is the universe trying to speak to me, that is a really good distinction because sometimes the lines can be blurred. Absolutely. I remember back, and we'll tell this story probably a couple of times through here, but just the skinny version of it. In 2013, I was getting ready to go on a bicycle ride. I was filling up my water bottles, and a voice in my head said, Email Fred Dodson about doing his audiobooks, narrating his audiobooks. How do I distinguish that between just monkey box chatter that was going on while I was trying to get ready and get out the door? And just to put this on some kind of timeline, in 2007, the end of 2007, I went through my second divorce. That was when I hit my dark night of the soul, the bottom of my life. I mean, that was the bottom of the barrel. And then started to rebuild in 2009 when I spent the year in the RV that's mentioned in podcast 20 or 21 in this series. And that was the genesis of the turnaround. So from 2009 to 2013, four years maybe that I had been opening up to this and practicing this and starting to work with it. But I by no means had developed an intuitive practice that I hope to walk you into over the next several episodes. But I was alert to it, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things is just being alert to that there is a voice out there that can talk to you. And when this came in, it came out of nowhere. I wasn't thinking about Fred Dodson. Now, that would be a natural progression. If I had been thinking about Fred Dodson, oh, I need to finish reading that book. I had it. I had levels of energy sitting on the nightstand. And I thought, well, I should finish reading that book. Oh, wonder about Fred Dodson. Who is this guy? You know, and wonder where he lives and wonder what else he might have out there. Does he have a YouTube channel? You know, all this stuff that could have been chattering. To me, that's monkey box chattering. But I'm focused on getting out the door. I'm focused on getting a bicycle ride in that evening. So my monkey box chatter at that point would have probably naturally been work left undone. Getting out of the door for me has always been a challenge. So I might have been thinking about what am I missing? What am I forgetting? Where should I go? Will I be safe? You know, that kind of thing. That might have been typical chatter. But then here comes this prompt, this voice, this, I mean, it was, it wasn't audible as in you're hearing my voice now, but it was an audible feeling and it just had a command email Fred Dodson, who I didn't know about narrating his audiobooks. And I guess the validation for the prompt came when I put the water bottles down and I went over to the computer and I searched Fred Dodson to see if he had any books out, and he did not. That was, ah, okay, then this is, you know, then I thought this is a prompt. This is coming from somewhere. So I was just like, the only other thing to do is to do it, and that's what I did. Well, that decision changed my entire life, and I still get choked up about it. I could get choked up about it right here, right now. Well, the other day, my brother sent me something, and I wanted to play it for you. This was obviously recorded at a live event, probably in a church. The speaker is David Gibbs. He runs a Christian legal organization and obviously from a number of YouTube videos, speaks in churches. I don't know if this is a true story. He seems to use metaphor in his speaking. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But regardless, it absolutely nails the concept. We do have a higher source and that higher source gives us guidance and direction. It has a voice outside of us and inside of us. And that voice can keep us from crashing into the sides of mountains in our life, as you'll hear in the analogy of this story. So here is the presentation from a live delivery, David Gibbs, posted on YouTube by Temple Baptist Church.
1: I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane a pastor came up and he said listen I can save you money I said how's that he said I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket and this did not sound I said gee thank you so very very much but I've got this ticket we'll just make our way on home me and this other lawyer with me He said, no, 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 you got to do it, you got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it, and I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it, we got in. He's on the left front, I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going (laughs) to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing. And it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes. And something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? (laughs) Now it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling. And he passes out passed out cold now i grabbed him and i shook him and i said come on you gotta wake up so i can kill you now we we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot and my friend in the back seat said we're dead aren't we i said there's a very good chance of that yes he said what are we gonna do i said i don't know but there was a radio right there and i handed him the microphone and i said start asking for help so he's in the back seat reaching up and he said hello hello we didn't know any proper radio etiquette all we were saying was hello And somebody answered back, hello, hello, don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now you got to understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage emergency for you. And Anchorage emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot and those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you and I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said... I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand without God's voice, you have nothing, nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's gonna take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said i want you to hear me i don't want you to look at what's going on outside i don't want you to pay attention to the storm just my voice he said if you start watching the storm you will die but i'll take you through it now because they cleared all the traffic several pilots those nighttime freighters those 0747 started talking to us they said we're praying for you men You're gonna make it, but listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and he said, Now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. He said, Don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, Stay with me my sheep the bible says hear my voice and they follow me finally just a couple hundred feet off the ground we saw the cross i landed the plane in fact i landed it seven times (laughs) finally it all came to a stop and the minute we stopped the pilot woke up the voice said thanks for listening i watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice they don't understand I'm the one who can see them, even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head, and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to The Voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning. knock at my door, and I opened the door, and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're The Voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. You have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice, holy,
0: That voice is there for all of us, and we're going to spend a few episodes now upcoming on how to identify, connect with, and then ultimately interact all the time with that voice. I'm looking forward to sharing more of this material with you, so we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening here. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey.